Happy to be here with Dr. Reed Tuckson from the ATA. He is our president, reigning man here. <laughs> We're at ATA 2016 in Minneapolis. I'm at the Health Innovations crew here at Care Innovations booth today. Dr. Tuckson's really glad to be here. And I'm excited to be with you all, and it's uh, good to do this interview with you. Yeah, I know we did this last year, and I'm so happy to, to book in this, to be able to have last year to now. So much has happened in this year that I want to hear from your perspective what, what that's been like. I think what's been exciting this year has been the focus on a prioritized agenda. I think the ATA is really growing so rapidly and because we are moving as a field from the periphery now into the mainstream, it means that there's a lot of work that has to be accomplished to be able to make this the promise of telehealth uh, fulfilled. Uh, we know that anyone involved in healthcare today has got to be able to deliver value, that we have to be able to improve quality, lower costs, and improve patient satisfaction, all by increasing access to care uh, to quality services. And so because uh, the agenda now is so serious and so focused, uh, we have to make sure that we're removing any of the rate-limiting barriers that would frustrate our ability to achieve the goals that are in the national interest. Absolutely. So the, the days of having to sell telehealth, those are over. I think those days are, are pretty much over. There are a few little spots, like, for example, Medicare reimbursement that will be important. And there will still be always the need for responsible companies uh, that provide technology and people that provide responsible services to prove the ROI on their services to convince chief financial officers and others have to watch the bottom line that investments in this field will produce the uh, commiserate value. So you always have to, quote, sell it. But at the end of the day, the concept certainly is one that is now, I think, pretty well accepted and deeply ingrained in American traditional medicine. So, Dr. Tuxin, let's talk about reimbursement. I mean, from last year to now, I mean, how many states are we talking or, or We're really excited that with the hard work of the ATA staff and working in coalitions with others, uh, that now we're up to 29 states have uh, parity, uh, including, and also in addition, uh, D.C., so really 30 when you really think about it. Um, and that's really impressive work. So we're seeing reimbursement move, you know, in terms of people understanding that telehealth should be treated with parity with uh, other clinical services. We're also excited by improvements in Medicare. Uh, you know, Medicare has been sort of slow in being uh, uh, mirroring its, uh, its private sector insurance counterparts. But we do notice that um, with enthusiasm that the new rules for ACO uh, reimbursement uh, now include telehealth uh, reimbursement as part of the Accountable Care Organization uh, pilots and demonstrations by uh, Medicare. And also, very significantly, uh, we were pleased to see that um, the new bundled payments for uh, orthopedic hips and knees uh, also include a telehealth uh, reimbursement component. So these are really positive steps yes. as we look at the innovation that's occurring in reimbursement in Medicare. Those things are including uh, telehealth. Outstanding. And what about the, the influx in, in really seen a lot of stuff with with health mental health right and suicide prevention and people doing telehealth sessions with their psychiatrist and I mean are you seeing more of that we're seeing a lot of that and and I think we're going to see a lot more of it because we have a drastic shortage yeah. in mental health professionals uh, this is a serious discrepancy between the supply demand curve right. and we are not only are we seeing a lot of interest but we're seeing people being convinced that this works, 
and that this is a very effective way of reaching people. The technology is very good uh, in this regard, and so uh, this works. So we will see more of that. What about on the neurology side? I was talking to Dr. Eric Anderson from Atlanta, and he's uh, one of the pioneers and very focal front runners for, for telehealth in, in Atlanta, and, and he's doing a lot of stuff with uh, with uh, stroke patients, yes. stroke patients and MS patients that, you know, he's talking about having the ability to diagnose MS earlier because of telehealth. And what? Yeah. I think of the areas that we think uh, are really progressing, you know, extremely rapidly, in addition to mental health, is neurology. Uh, and in a variety of ways, the tele-stroke technologies are very good. And the service delivery in that space is very good. So that people who are good at diagnosing strokes are well organized with um, systems that use very advanced technology and have very clear relationships with the referring institutions so that a person who comes into a hospital with a stroke, especially a rural, small right. environment that doesn't have the intensive care uh, that, that, that maybe larger urban hospitals would have, that there is a real mechanism worked out to have that patient uh, triaged, seen. Uh, tele, telehealth, uh, telehealth engagement mm -hmm. from a remote provider, a remote provider who is very good at managing strokes because they see so much of it. Right. The telehealth stroke providers are people who have seen much, much more stroke than any one individual neurologist operating even in a big city hospital. So they're very good at it. The, on the opposite end of the spectrum, though, we're seeing in, 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 in uh, CNS diseases um, um, is... Um, the use of accelerometers on our smartphones as a right. way of determining or evaluating longitudinally uh, symptoms of tremor mm -hmm. um, for people in Parkinson's and those kinds of conditions. So we're seeing from one end of the spectrum this very intense in, in, uh, intensive care uh, stroke management all the way to a much more simpler thing, but also equally important, being able to do interventions with a simple cell phone. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the things you just touched on is simple cell phone. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got right? one. And so, you know, the, the rural area, whether you're out in nowhere, South Dakota, or whether you're in downtown New York, everybody's got a cell phone. Yeah. And, and there's so and, much that we can do with it. And, and no training required. Well, that, but also we do want, but, it, but it, you raise a good point, because this does make us focus on how do we ex 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 do the kinds of research to uh, understand the reliability of these tools and how reliable are they for clinical interventions. So even we love the simplicity of things, we do want them to be simple, we want them to be easy to use and easily disseminated throughout the population. On the other hand, when you are making decisions that have medical and clinical consequences, there is a reliability component. Oh, yeah. And we've got to also study those and, and, and make sure that we, we understand those well. So we've, we've always got to be have exercise care when it comes to uh, in, engaging in the intimacy of an individual's human health. Yep. At the ATA, have you this past year have you had an, an influx of providers questioning? You know, where can we get a telehealth platform? You know, we want to do this. I want to provide telehealth to my patients. Are you getting some questions into the office saying, "Hey, who, who, who do we call to get this hooked up?" I'm really glad for your question because one of the major elements of this year's meeting, uh, and in fact, our opening plenary session. Uh, in front of the entire convention uh, was on how do we move from the, the physician community, which who determined so much about the culture of medicine, right. 
How do you move from the early adopters, the true believers, the traditional people that the telehealth movement engages, to more in the middle of the bell-shaped curve for the so-called, quote-unquote, average practicing doc? And that's been really uh, a very important challenge. So we are seeing many more people that were not early adopters wondering, all right, how do I work into this field? How do I use these tools and these technologies to make decisions for and with my patient? And so where do I go for that information? And so we are attracting that. One of the things that I'm focused on is working with the AMA, and we're working on a, uh, on a, uh, a major journal article uh, that will speak to just answering those kind of questions for the mainstream physician uh, who is not an early adopter but is desirous of where do I go for evidence-based information right. about how to engage. So there is a, we're beginning to see again this movement from the periphery to the mainstream and that is very much going to be determined by the thesis of your question which is where do I go for information, how do I know what's reliable, how do I know how to make sense of this because I want to do it for my patients, right. but also my patients are coming to me and they want it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see no better place than the AMA and the ATA to be the consumer reports of, of, of telehealth providers. So we're having right? a great so time. Come, with come them. and say, here's who we recommend. You know, and there's going to be some, like I said, you're going to vet everybody. Well, what it'll be gonna, is, well, we, what we our first responsibility will be to create the evidence and to disseminate the evidence base right. so that people can make decisions. You probably won't see as much the AMA or even ATA as such sort of endorsing programs, except where we are doing one which is very important, and that is on direct-to-consumer. Right. That those consumer programs, we are going to say to people, here is how program A or, 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 or service B, mm -hmm. here is how they lined up against what we consider to be scientifically based good standards of practice right. and this is how they do. and if you pass muster we will then allow you to say you have been accredited by the ATA awesome all right all dr. Right. Texans so thank you so much good Nick, to see you Nick, all right. it is always great to talk to you all right. always all right, good. thank Thanks. you That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.